Welcome to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft, the founder and CEO of Judith Heft and Associates Financial and Lifestyle Concierge. This year, they're celebrating 26 years in business. In every episode, Judy interviews professionals who help others successfully manage their financial lives. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Judy is the author of two books, How to Be Smart, Successful, and Organized with Your Money, For a Better Today and Tomorrow, and her latest book, Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles, How to Successfully Manage Money in Every Decade of Life. You can read chapters of her books and catch prior episodes of this show at www.juditheft.com. Now here's the host of Mastering Your Financial Life, Judy Heft. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm Judy Heft, Financial and Lifestyle Concierge, and this is our podcast, Mastering Your Financial Life. And today we're on episode 45. So today I'm here with Allison Dolzani. Allison is a partner at Julie Kessler LLP, and she specializes in uh, high net worth clients and multi-generational clients, working with them to help them with sophisticated estate plan. She also works with them to do some post-nups and prenups, and I'm thrilled to have Allison here with me today. I'm sure we're going to learn a lot from her. Welcome, Allison. Hi, Judy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. So, you know, I, I was reading in your biography and some of the things that you work on are post and prenups. And to give us a little bit of background on that and what happens with that. Yeah. So, you know, that really comes with um, the territory of doing estate planning. A lot of our clients are generational families and we may have worked with the, the senior families and now it's their children uh, who are getting married. And there are a slew of reasons why someone should do a, a prenup. Um, before getting married, but where we were, where we come in either as the advisors to the matrimonial attorney or doing it themselves is really in order to make sure that family um, assets are protected. Um, under New York state law, inheritance is protected as separate property. However, it's really great to outline that in an agreement um, in the event that any funds get commingled, et cetera, such as family businesses. Um, sometimes spouses will go into business with each other. They'll join the family business. Um, that's where we see it a lot. And as estate planning attorneys, we often know a great sense of their financial background, what trust we've prepared for them. So we could easily fill out the financial disclosure form that goes with the, those prenups. And same thing for postnups, but it just happens after the marriage. And why would someone want to do a postnup? So that is a little tricky because it's kind of a harder conversation. You're already married. and um, But sometimes it comes up, let's say, one one of the spouses starts a business and it becomes really successful. Again, very tough subject to have say like, well, listen, now I'm worth much more money. I need to protect my assets. But a lot of times it also comes into play with our um, clients who are in the entertainment business. Um, they may have gotten married, but now they want to just organize everything. And they both come from a background where they understand, okay, you know, I have very specific assets. So do you. They could, you know, grow exponentially or not. And that's where I see more of those clients being able to do post-ups where they both kind of have that understanding that yes, they're already married, but they, they need to protect certain assets to keep them separate. 
That's great information. That's really helpful. And, you know, there, the other thing I was thinking about too is, um, you know, what's the difference? Like, I know I've seen a lot of things, like I'm in some of these Facebook chat groups and I listen to what people have to say and they have questions all the time about probate and they're worried about paying too many taxes and should they put, do they need a will if they're going to put it in a trust and, you know, how do they navigate all of that? And I always put on there, get a good attorney. You really need to have someone that knows the law and can help you. But, you know, what are some of the, I guess, proactive things that people can do to get prepared? Yeah. So um, that's a great question. And there's so many different types of trusts out there and people are sometimes confused. I, I feel like I need to set up a trust or is my will sufficient? And, you know, I first go and speak with them and ask them what their goals are. Sometimes a lot of times they'll hear Medicaid trusts, right? And they think that's, that's the thing that they have to do. And I have to go through the client and explain with them, you know, whether they're the right candidate for Medicaid planning. And I don't do any Medicaid planning. So I have a great, uh, colleague who does uh, at a different firm, and I'll refer them. However, for their foundational documents, um, what I'm recommending nine times out of 10, instead of doing a will, do a revocable trust. So out of the slew of all different types of trusts that there are, Medicaid trusts, different types of irrevocable trusts, which deal with more tax planning, um, I always make sure that the client starts out with a revocable trust. That way, I call it the will 2.0. It disposes of your assets at your death. It names a person to handle your estate. However, it avoids the whole probate process if you set up the revocable trust and you retitle your assets to that trust during your lifetime, then upon your incapacity and death, the successor who you've named in your documents steps in immediately and avoids that whole court system, whole delay, whole expense of dealing with filing the paperwork, dealing with the attorneys to file the paperwork for probate, and that person can step in and manage your affairs. So so you do recommend a trust instead of a will in some cases? Are these usually for higher net worth people that have more to lose or doesn't it matter? No, I, I think it's even really beneficial. You know, I my slogan is if you own a paperclip, you need a revocable trust, right. especially when you have um, young children uh, or maybe you're single and not all of your assets are joint. What happens is when you have joint assets by operation of law, it passes to the surviving spouse. So sometimes probate's not needed. However, let's say you and your spouse keep assets separate, um, but you are very much, you know, involved in keeping the household up together and paying the mortgage and paying for your children's expenses and whatnot. What it what happens is upon death. Um, in order to go through probate, you'll have to first locate the original will, hire an attorney to file for probate, which means completing a petition, filling out all family information, gathering asset information that all goes into the petition, serving people with citation who are your next of kin, unless they sign a waiver. Um, and so that alone could sometimes take up to a month in order to gather the documents for the petition. Then filing the petition takes, yeah, I would say the court's turnaround time in New York, um, especially New York County where I practice mostly, 
could be sometimes up to three, four months, all while your assets are frozen until the court, you know, gives that stamp of approval for probate. So it could be really detrimental for a surviving spouse to have that deceased spouse's assets locked up during this probate period. Oh, that's really good to know. I never understood that. I, I never realized that, you know, a revocable trust could take the place of a, a will and, uh, you know, help you that way, especially to avoid the probate thing. I think people hear the word probate and they panic. They're like, oh my goodness, it takes years. I don't want to do that. But in reality, it's really not that bad. And maybe it's going to protect some of your assets and then it's a good thing. So let's take a little break here and then we'll come back. We're here with Allison Dalzani. Hey there. I just want to tell you a little bit about my new book that just came out called Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles. And here it is. It's how to successfully manage your money in every decade of life. I co-authored this with my CFO, Liz Levy. And together we created this manual that's going to help you through every stage of life. We talk about having a baby. We talk about young adulthood, pre-retirement, what to do when you're At that age of retirement, if you're contemplating divorce, do you need an estate plan? We cover all of these, each subject in a different chapter. And I really think that you're going to find this so helpful because at the end of every chapter, we have checklists that you can look at and you can use and they can be a guide for you. So this is a wonderful manual that we've created. It's available on Amazon. You can also find it on our website at judithhep.com slash book. And we're here for you. If you need anything, reach out. I hope you enjoy the book. Here's another picture of it, just so you know what's going on. Here it is. And I'm really proud of it. It's my second book. And I'd love to have you uh, read it and give me your feedback. Judy Heft, judithheft.com, financial and lifestyle concierge, celebrating 26 years in business. And over the years, I've learned so much. And what I've been trying to do is impart a little bit of this knowledge to you so I can help all of you become as financially organized as I am. And we're back. We're back here with Allison Dalzani. Allison is a trust and estates partner with uh, Julie Kessler. And so, you know, we were talking about revocable trusts and wills and prenups, but what are some of the things like when does someone think, you know what, I think I need to think of get an estate planning attorney or I have to get my documents in order. You know, it's like, because we know that as far as a will, once somebody turns 18, they're, you know, you need that because God forbid something happens, then your parents can't do anything for you. So what are some of the other, you know, times to consult an estate planning attorney to get your ducks in a row? Yeah, so I always tell people um, really any major life event. And a lot of times it's it's a preconceived notion with estate planning attorneys that, that doom and gloom, they kind of put us off, you know, they don't want to deal with their mortality and financial issues and whatnot. But, but any major life event could be a happy event. Just as you're saying, when a child turns 18, a lot of times clients will come to us when their child's going to college. And I actually will do very basic documents for that child, such as a, a HIPAA release, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy. So the parents could also still be involved um, should an emergency arise. And for uh, other clients, they're having a baby, they're buying a home, starting a business, um, retirement, divorce. Those are all 
situations where you would need to contact your estate planning attorney. Um, a lot of times I get clients who come to me and say, I did my will 25 years ago when, you know, I had my first child. Uh, and then I take a look at it and say, well, a lot of things have changed since then. Um, you know, we you, you should really look at your estate planning every three to five years. And especially for those major life events, um, for example, even such as divorce, a lot of times there are estate obligations in your divorce uh, settlement agreement, and you need to update your, your will or revocable trust in order to satisfy those obligations. So it is really important when you're going through any sort of, of new chapter in your life to consult with your estate planning attorney. Yes, that's really helpful. And, you know, it always surprised me when I talk to people and, you know, couples with younger children and they say they don't have a will and the reason or a trust and the reason is in the will part they don't know who to leave their children to they can't agree on the right person you know they family situations aren't always great on this side and the other side they're not that great either and you know this person has a drug addict for a brother whatever the case may be you know so that's you know i've told people you know what make a decision today you can always change it in a couple of years you know you just really need to do something have it in place and god forbid something happens to you and your children it's really more for the children i think it's important there so absolutely yeah. absolutely and you know especially for children um it it really is a nightmare for um, children to inherit property um, outright when they're still a minor. The court um, is on a joint bank account essentially with the child's guardian until they're 18. And um, a great way to, to avoid that is in your will or trust to set up a trust for a sub trust for that child until they're 18, 25, lifetime trust um, in order to make sure that whoever you want can manage that child's affairs. This this comes often with with life insurance beneficiary designations, retirement designations. Never ever ever name your minor child. Name a trust for that child um, to inherit the property. Well, Allison, this is really great information. I'm sure that our uh, listeners learned a lot. So I I know I certainly did. And how can they find you? Yes. Yeah, so um, my my contact information is, you know, my uh, you see my name. My email is a Dolzani with like my last name at J and K law dot com. Um, my phone number is two one two six eight seven one four six six. And our offices um, are on 42nd in Madison. And I also have an office that I recently opened in October in Garden City, Long Island. Oh, that's great. Congratulations on the new office. So you're admitted uh, exclusively in New York or do you practice anywhere else? Yes. Yeah, so I'm admitted in New York and um, my office, we also uh, can practice in New Jersey and Connecticut. We just can't um, deal with probate uh, in those states, but we could uh, draft documents. So really the New York metro area is my particular uh, client base. Oh, that's great to know, Allison. And I'm sure they can find you on LinkedIn. Yes, absolutely. Great. Well, it was nice talking to you. Thanks for being a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft. Thank you for your positive reviews, comments, and sharing this show with others. You can read chapters of Judy's books and catch prior episodes of Mastering Your Financial Life at www.judithheft.com.